Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Wednesdays with Wheels. It's your favorite friend on Wednesday, David Wheels Maxwell. Listen, after a, a little week's vacation, because I was on the road, and I was with my next guest for a week in Long Island, and we're going to jump right into the podcast in just a moment. But I have to tell you about the sponsors of this podcast. And the first sponsor I want to tell you about is Make Your Mark Renovation. This is a renovation company that if you need something done in your house, Mark is the guy you want to call. He's got years of experience in the business. Doesn't matter the size of the job. He's there. He's on site. He's taking care of it. Give my friend Mark a call, Mark Schneider, over at 585-613-6598. Your house will look beautiful after he's done with it. It'll it'll look like the Taj Mahal after he's done with it. I'm telling you right now. Then the other sponsor I have to tell you about is, of course, Falenga's Gourmet Artisan Cotton Candy. This takes cotton candy to a whole new level. We're not talking just flavors like cherry and blueberry. I can talk. Blueberry, like you'd get at a baseball game. No, we're talking flavors like uh, banana, pickle, fireball. That's right. I said it, fireball. Um, and the best part about Falengas, it's all gluten-free, all allergy-free. So if your kids got allergies, if you got allergies, you don't have to worry about it. And if you tell Falengas you saw this ad and you go down to the public market, you get a dollar off your purchase. So your taste buds will thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I, I got to tell you, uh, so as uh, most of you know who follow the podcast and, and follow uh, just my daily activity on Facebook, uh, you may have seen that last week I was at the Empire's, or the Games for the Physical Education. I keep calling it the Empire State Games but because that's what we called it for so many years. But it's the Games for the Physically Challenge run by uh, uh, Nassau yes, County yeah. and uh, – um, their county executive down there. And the lady that I have with me on the podcast today is synonymous with the games. Uh, she's been, a, she's been working with the games forever and with the uh, Irish program, which we're going to talk all about Pat Jordan, mama, Pat, how are you, Pat? Good to see you. I'm fine, David. Good to see you too. I'm glad you got home safe and sound and looking forward to next time we see you in person. I know I can't maybe it might be a trip to it might be a trip to Pennsylvania you never know oh we'd be more than happy right you never know so uh mama pat I want to first I want to start out with you how did your involvement with the games come about but you also were a nurse for for many years and worked at uh the Henry Viscardi school and That's for right. those of, uh, for most of my listeners are from Rochester, so they're not going to know what the Henry Versardi School is. Can you just give people a little overview of the school and what you did there? I surely would. The Henry Versardi School is for physically challenged children. It's the only school in New York State that is specifically for just physically challenged children. And I was a school nurse. It was a little involved job, but that was fun. It was all good. And that's really how I got involved with everything else. Susan Gordon Ryan, who also happens to be my husband's cousin, was a teacher there. And she was very involved in the international games in 19, when was that? 1980. 1981, I think. 1981. 
And from that, the games for the physically challenged grew. And she was the one who really pushed it to get going. So naturally, my daughters went to work for her. And then they involved me. And then the Irish team came along. And we all got involved. And the boys and the girls, all of us. And it has been such a pleasure and so much fun. And look at the great people we've all met, right? You. Oh, yeah, me. <laughs> and we, right? We, we had it, some great... It, it Go has ahead. just been such a treat to be able to be involved in these games. I can't even explain to you how I feel about it. Yeah, it's, and it's uh, we had so much fun this weekend, didn't you? Because it was did our we first, ever, right? <laughs> and everybody worked hard. Well, I didn't work too hard because I was doing that paperwork stuff, which you know I'm not good at anyway. I don't know why they think we do paperwork, but I have to say that Sandra kept me on track, right? And and you're you're part of the. The committee heads for what? You're the committee head for what, Mama Pat? Tell people what you're. I don't want to tell them. Yeah, we're Mama (laughs) Pat and I. The loitering committee. Yeah, job is to go sit under the tree and say hello to everybody that goes by. Right, right. Right? We're gonna have great job of it. We're gonna have our own shirts made up next year and everything. Yes, we are loiterers. Yeah. Yeah. How? So, talk to me a little bit about the Irish program because when did you? When I went over on the first, very first trip, and that's even before you were involved. Uh, yes, I with, was still working then. So uh, yeah, uh, that was uh, the very first trip. Was Dominic Kiernan uh, was in in charge? But tell me when you when you took over, and how many how many children did you take over to to Ireland throughout? Well, and how many years did you do it for? Oh, it seems like forever, but I don't. I couldn't tell you how many years. I guess. The program ran for about 20 years until the money situation. It was a very expensive program, as you know, right? Because we also brought the children from Ireland here for the physically challenged games. Right. right? And we would stay at Hofstra. And it was such a big treat for them being part of those games. And it made them feel so good. And then they'd stay for two weeks and we tour the city. And, and then we'd go back to Ireland with athletes from our side and we'd have games in Dublin and we tour Ireland for two weeks and uh, besides that we did a lot of stuff with uh, medical stuff prosthesis uh, uh, surgeries a lot of stuff like that which is why we probably were broke in the end because everything was so expensive and then the World Trade Center we lost a lot of our sponsors and uh, but we did a lot of good I think and of course, you absolutely did, and the kids came here with the games, right? Yeah, yeah, and and so just talk a little bit about tell people a little bit about the, about the program when you would bring the athletes here, and then we would bring them there. What kind of things did you have them doing in those two weeks that they were going into the city, and then when we were bring when you were bringing kids over to Ireland, what kind of things were they doing over there? Yeah. Well, oh. let's do here first, because that was the first time, the first okay. part of the trip, right? And yeah. they'd bring maybe 20 kids from Ireland. Each one would have a chaperone, and we'd stay at Hofstra. And we had another uh, neighbor of my sister came in to cook for them, all the meals, and, uh, or we'd go out. A lot of the Irish restaurants were very generous with feeding everybody. Uh, the police department was very generous with giving us escorts around the town. The PAL, remember Richie Reichert? Yes. 
Do you remember him? He used to yep. lend us vans from. He used to lend us vans from the PAL so we could go into the city. Uh, we we beat the mayor, but they weren't too impressed. Right? <laughs> uh, not the mayor, the kids. They just wanted to do things. But but uh, we take them out to the island, to the aquarium. We go all over with them. Uh, they just wanted to see things. And the most important thing was that they they got a lot of attention from everybody. A lot of these kids sit home forever. Right. They don't go out. And they they have nothing really. Uh, not that their families don't do what they can for them, but it's difficult to move these kids around, some of them. So just being all together and being with us and being at Hofstra, uh, Hofstra staying there was a big thing because we were all together and at night we could sit around and talk. And you know how we all love doing that, right? Oh, we love doing that. Yes. But then when, then come July, we'd go back to Ireland with kids from, well, they weren't all from New York State. Wherever we felt we could, uh, any kid who would profit from our trip. And most of the kids that went, they remember it forever. They talk about it constantly and they say what a great thing it was. And it gave them a sense of confidence in themselves and a sense of pride at both sets of games because they could do these athletic things that mm. other kids, I hate saying that, other kids, but they yeah, weren't, you, you can understand what I mean, right? Yes, Kids absolutely. Kids in our program could not accomplish the athletic events that schools ran. They really couldn't. Right. So now we right. come all together and they win gold medals and they win silver. And it, it just meant so much to them and so boosted their confidence in themselves that it was great. I've had parents come and tell me that they can't believe the change and their kids after they even at the New York well they're not the New York State the Nassau County Games and yes. in Ireland it just it was great for them. It's funny because uh, I, um, one of the one of the athletes that went to Ireland is in the chat right now. Kristen Whitebean said uh, she went in two thousand and two, mm-hmm. so she's chiming in and saying hello. It's interesting that you say people tell you that they remember. Uh, the the you know going to Ireland and then them coming here all these years later because I went when I was seven years old I believe I was maybe a little bit older I and I that. still to this day it's like I was just there yesterday I could I could share stories about when I went and and uh, going well, the to people Belt. you met right you met a lot of people over there I believe Davy right? Smith is one of the ones that I remember so well oh, my and Davy. Yeah, and uh, it's in, it's interesting because I'll share a I'll share a story with you, and then you can share uh, okay. some stories that maybe you have. But one of the one of the uh, young men that was on the trip with us, and he was the oldest one on the trip at the time. He was uh, twenty one years old, but it was the first time in his life because I believe he lived in a group home. Uh, he had ever been off. Uh, he had ever been out of New York City. And it was the first time in Ireland at the age of 21 years old that he saw a cow. And <laughs> and and that was just so amazing to me because, of course, being from upstate New York, we, we see them all the time. A lot of cows, right. <laughs> but do you have any stories like that that you can share of, of things that, that left an impression on you? 
Yes. Well, I told you the funniest one that I felt was when Ed and I had been away for a weekend and we weren't involved in the team yet, but my kids were, all right? Right. And I came home and I said to my Ed, Ed to my husband, I said, I think someone robbed our house. He said, why? I said, look, I had no dishes, no pots, no pans, knives, forks, everything was gone. Now, who right. really robbed that? I should have had enough brains to figure that out, right? Who's right. going to rob chip dishes? I had no clue. So Patricia, my daughter, called and said, Mom, we borrowed a few things from you, and we're coming in the morning to get the refrigerator. Because <laughs> they were staying at Hofstra, and they had no, um, they just had no place, no equipment to do anything to feed all these kids. They had the food. And they had the stove, but they had no pots to put on the stove or dishes to put the food on. I still have stuff downstairs, David, cups and stuff that uh, I think maybe we use. And this weekend, I saw the guy who was the maintenance man at Hofstra when we used to stay there asking us if we're ever coming back because he still has some of our pots under his desk. Do you believe That's that? That's funny. That's funny. Yep. When was the when was the last year of the program, Mama Pat? I don't know. Eight years ago. Eight years Alex ago. Was yeah. Yeah, and you and I, we've been we've been podcasting a. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. We've been podcasting a lot, haven't we? We were, we were oh, just I'm on. Telling you, I've become the queen of the podcast, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. You're, and, we had a lot of fun doing the last podcast too, did we not? We sure did. In fact, you told you told me after the podcast that's like the third time you've done a or second time you've done a podcast. I think you told me though you don't know where to find them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I did. Yeah. But this um, point I can call you up and say, Where is it? Right? <laughs> I I'm gonna send you a link so that you can send it. To your all your kids, and they can they can see what a star you are. Oh yeah, <laughs> they know. I tell them every day, right? How did you? How did you? How did you get the kids involved? So I know your son Ed's involved. Involved. Yes. All the yes. kids are involved, but Ed is really involved, and Patricia. He's really involved, right? And yeah. Patricia. How did you get? Well, how did you get them all involved? You know? The others are working now, so when they when they're not working anymore, they'll be more involved. Because when I was working at Viscotti, the Viscotti school was very close to my home. And my kids had to go past there to go to junior high school. And on the way home, I'd still be working. I'd make them stop in the school, right? To make right. sure they were on their way home. Sure. And then they, they just got involved with this that stuff. And then, of course, I told you, Susie Ryan was... Uh, it's cousin, and she needed help in the office with different things. And as you know, you do one thing. Look at your mother. You do one thing, and then you're doing everything, right? It it is it is a labor of love. In Absolutely. fact, in Absolutely. fact, yeah. In fact, I was surprised to learn. I believe it was your Ed, your son, who showed me a picture of him. I didn't realize when he was younger, he wore leg braces. He did. He did. He started out, well, we started out when he was about three or four. He developed a uh, Perthes disease, which is a softening of the femur, the head of the femur. Right. And the treatment at that time, I don't know what the treatment is now, but at that time, it was no weight bearing. So for a while, we just had to keep him off his legs. And then the doctor tried 
what they call a Sam Brown belt, which did not work because he couldn't use the crutches. So he had this brace where his leg would hang inside the brace and it would be, and the weight would be on his uh, hip bone more, right? right. Uh, not on the hip bone itself, but inside. And the other shoe had a lift about yay big, I'd say, because of the hanging leg. But right. he did. He wore that for a couple of years. He started school with that. Yep. Some of the kids were kind of cruel in school, as I'm sure you found out on your own. He used to call them kickstand. <laughs> yeah, he showed me that picture, and I was like, I never knew. Mm-hmm. I was he like, did I... very well. Uh, he has some hip problems now, but doesn't everybody by the time they're approaching 60, right? It was well, 58 already. So he yeah, probably he, had hip problems anyway, right? And he's a Crazy great, girl. and he's a great, he's a great guy. I love him. And hopefully someday I'll get I him on the him. podcast. To ha- we can have a oh, conversation. Oh, he'd love to do that. How much, how much preparation, Mama Pat? How much, like, organizing did, uh, had to go into to setting up the Irish program? Uh, all, like, was it a did you have to start it, a year in advance? All job. All yes. year round. Because first of all, you have to pick the kids, right? And then you have right. to interview them. And the same in Ireland. Some of the people worked all year round. And then you had to get all the stuff together and you had to make the airline reservations and you had to get buses. So it uh, it, it was a all year round thing. But I had a lot of help. Yeah. With, well, Patricia and Edward. And some other people. Maureen Ryan. Remember Maureen Ryan? She was I do. with you. God bless her. I used to say, never go away with that Maureen. She was such an organized person. And of course, as you know, I'm not. Uh, they all worked hard to uh, get this whole program off the ground. You'd have to make and sure you when, got when one you, year. When you would go when you would go over to Ireland, you would stay. Where would you stay? Because you would stay in like dorm dormitories and stuff too, right? Mm, so you, yes. you had to get that all set up. The, well, in the beginning. When you went, everybody stayed in houses, right? Right. When family we homes. so we stayed with families. Yes, but then we uh, one year when we went, we we stayed in a, a school for Ireland school district. Of course, it's different than ours, right? So we stayed at a Spina Bifida school. They put cots in the classrooms. It was great because they had a great big bathroom. And if any of the guys went out, the chaperones, they knew where to come back because there was a big tower right out front of the school. So they could aim for that. But um, then some kids would stay in homes, but it was difficult because they weren't all together then. And that could kind of defeat one of the purposes of the trip, right? Right, sure. Um, uh, I'll just share share a story. the first, the, like you said, the first year we went, we stayed with families. And yes. the first family we stayed with, I believe it was in Wex. Uh, no, it Wexford. must have been in Dublin. No, it was in no, Dublin, was, I think. Was it? I think it stayed in Wexford. And thinking it was Wexford. It was Wexford. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And the first family we stayed with, I remember we came into the house and uh, they turned on the hot water, just special for us because we were coming there. Because normally they would not keep the hot water on. So that was an interesting experience for a young kid of my age, not to realize that. Uh, not everybody uh, lived the way we lived, right? Not everybody lived the way we lived. And uh, 
Uh, I'll also tell you they didn't have Ireland. I would say is a very poor country, but uh, they were willing to give you the shirt off your their back if you needed it. Anything you wanted, anything yeah. you wanted. That to, eventually, when we would stay in Dublin, there was um, St Mary's School and St Joseph's School. They were both schools for deaf kids. Uh, St. Mary's was for the girls and Joseph's for the boys. And we'd stay at St. Joseph's, which was really great. They had an indoor swimming pool that we could use. And they had a big kitchen where we could cook. And they had dorms all set up with the beds and everything all set up already. So we could just move everybody in. It was the best spot to stay, let me tell you. And we, we truly enjoyed being there. Uh, the only trouble is sometimes at night before we get back, they'd lock the gates. And we couldn't get in. But that's all right. We found someone who'd open them, right? It was a beautiful yeah. spot. The same thing with the water. They had to turn on the water. And uh, it, it was just, but it was worth it. It was all worthwhile. Everything was good, David, there. Uh, they, there was one little corner by one of the dining rooms that had an overhang. And they'd be able to sit out there at night, the chaperones, after everybody went to bed, just to unwind a little bit. They called it Joe's Pub. <laughs> but everything was great. And we had a great bunch of people working on both sides. The guards right. in Dublin could not be better to us, right? Oh, absolutely. Was Errol, Errol was... Oh, God uh, bless Errol. Loved Errol. Errol was he, was the, a million. he was our he bus was. driver. Yes, he yeah. was. He was. And the Dublin Wheelchair Association had lent us the bus. Yep. Yep. And I, 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 it wasn't in very good shape sometimes, but the police department over there would fix it up for us. And off we go, right? We yeah, go I remember north. I remember one time we were going through a, a side street with the bus, and of course the bus was very big, and we could Tell this story now because uh, I believe tell the way how small the side streets are. Oh, the, I don't know that. I they're like the, they're like the size of a shoebox. These side yeah. streets, and uh, and uh, Errol was turning the corner with the bus and sideswiped a car, and he just kept on going. And he said, "Oh, they'll see it in the morning." <laughs> and uh, but it was it was just a it was just a. I want to ask you this: Do you still keep in contact with uh, any of the any of the athletes that you brought over to Ireland, or any of the athletes you brought yes, over from Ireland? That's one of the things I love most about Facebook, both the Irish side and the American side. We do keep in contact, not as closely as I would really like to, but uh, we do. Yes, and it's great. And of course, that's another advantage of the games. Back to the games is that. I see a lot of them there. Mm, they come back. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and they always want to come and see Mama Pat and uh, and uh, check in on you and check you check right. in on and them. And they just want to be there, too. They want to see uh, what's going on. And it brings back good memories for them. Right? Yeah. And we we, we sure do laugh. We tried to get our, our good do. friend uh, Megan to sing to us and. And yeah, she, she would not want sing. To sing. Maybe next year, right? Maybe next year. She told me she had a price, so we might have to pony up a little bit of money to get to get <laughs> Megan to sing. Yeah, 
you know, I, I was just looking through some pictures. And as you know, uh, you were there a couple of weeks before the games. We had a fundraiser. Yes. A fundraiser, my family was on it. But one of the singers at the fundraiser was Andy Cooney, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who Megan is crazy nuts about. Crazy nuts. Crazy. Well, she's crazy nuts anyway. But no, <laughs> God bless her. Don't let her see this podcast. But no, and she will. He, he can talk her into it. I'll have to talk with him. Yeah, right? yeah for sure. Talk to me about... Uh, the, talk to me a little bit about that fundraiser. You, it was a fundraiser for the games, and your family was yeah. honored. And how many generations would you say, Mama Pat, of your family? Because now you've got the grandkids. The grandkids are working, and uh, how many generations would you say have come the through? Grandkids. I have two great grandchildren, but unfortunately, they live in Pennsylvania, and their parents want them to do things like go to school instead of taking off to come to the games. So. But maybe next year we'll get at least one of them. Uh, Edward will bring up with him. Yes, and yeah. we all work there. Uh, even the the girls. This year was the girls' really first year that they could go off on their own and do things right. And I think right. they worked very well. And they they have multiple jobs. They did um, running on the track, not running racing, but running the the results back and forth. And they helped with the food truck and they helped at the dinner dance. They were very good. I was very proud of them. And I think and I think you agree with me. They didn't fight me. with one another. No, no, they didn't fight. I I don't think I don't think your son Ed would let them fight at the games. I think he no. he runs a pretty tight ship over at the he food runs a truck tight there. Ship over there, right? But see now Edward and Chris and Vito, they're all getting a little bit older. Yes. And a little decrepit. <laughs> so <laughs> they can't. <laughs> They really can't be climbing in now that food truck. So it's yeah. nice to have the next generation come along and do that for them. Absolutely. They give the orders, but the young ones do the work, right? And I think you would agree with me, wouldn't you, Mama Pat, that once you do, once you're involved with the games once, you're, you're, you're hooked you're for life, right? For life, right. We don't let you, you go. Stop. You really can't stop. It's such a great satisfaction. And, and David, you got to admit, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot right. of fun. And the reason the reason I said I wanted to bring up that you're hooked is because your granddaughter, Erin uh, uh, Jordan, is a yeah. – is she a first lieutenant? Second. Second lieutenant. Second yes. lieutenant. And she took leave the from Marines, the military. You guys say in the Marines or they'll come In the Marines. <laughs> she took leave from the Marines – to come back and volunteer at the games. Absolutely, she did. She did. There's everything that comes up in the family is Aaron, you come, no, I can't get leave, no, I can't get leave. Oh, Aaron, the games, oh, I'll be there. <laughs> right? right, yes. So that's what it means to her. And John, who's, um, um, they don't have lieutenants, why they have, yes, they do. He's also a second lieutenant in the Navy. Second, and he's but in the Navy. Ship, yeah, but his ship was at sea. And you've got a son, you've got a uh, another grandson who's working for the Ohio State Buckeyes, right? That's right. He's a, a graduate assistant on the offensive line. We're very proud of him, too. And hopefully he'll be able to pursue a career doing that. It's a tough life, that, but that's all right. It's what he wants. He had been with the Gators as a graduate assistant, and the Buckeyes took him on. 
and we're hoping he'll have another year there. He's going to have all these degrees from being a graduate assistant, but that's good too, right? Well, you always got something to fall back on, right? Yeah, but he loves uh, it there. He loves it. Before I let you go, and thank you for doing this. This was fun. We, 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 you got to, we, the listeners got a glimpse into what we get to do for a, a, a week at the Empire's. Well, you got to say who really, for the physically who really does all the work. The work your mother has to do. Yes. Behind the scenes. And she never mm. gets really the credit and she never gets to enjoy. We could go out there and we could see these kids doing all their races and their field events. And we can, and that's such a satisfaction. She never gets to do that. No, she doesn't. Office. And and I'll tell you, let me I'll just take a moment to say this. I've been trying to get my mom on the podcast for, for two years now. She won't Every, do that. Everybody wants my mom on the podcast. They want to hear from my mom. And my mom is the most behind the scenes person. She doesn't want the credit. She doesn't she doesn't want the limelight. She just I remember I'm gonna tell a story. I remember when the state, because the state used to run the games and I remember when the state uh, said they weren't going to be able to do it anymore. And I remember my mom coming to me and saying, I've got to find a way to keep these games going. And, and, uh, and she, and and she did with the help of uh, Susan Gordon Ryan and, and some other people we, we were, she was able to contact with uh, the NASA County, um, and to keep the games going, but it really is in her, her DNA and she loves it. And so kudos to her and and all the work she does. Even the other day when Patricia was there and I stopped by, (laughs) you and I said, talk while they did all the work, but of course, (laughs) yeah, Uh, it's, it's a big, big job and logging all that stuff. Oh my God. She has all that stuff. She has to drink from upstate to downstate to upstate. It's not easy for her, right? And then, of but course, she's, she's got to bring and, love. and then, of course, she's got to bring me, and that's the biggest job of all. <laughs> but Mama Pat, jump in now the cause, so yeah, uh, yeah. No, without you, maybe we throw her out if she came without you, right? Get out of Long Island. We don't want. Maybe, you. maybe. I, I think you'd survive without me. I, I, I'm, oh, I I'm the, know. I'm the guy that tells the jokes. Yeah. Well, they need someone, and yeah. who would play the music? Right. I'm a better D I'm a, I'm a good DJ. I, then I, I will admit it. And you know how I feel about a lot of DJs. I (laughs) I do. I, I'm not going to say anything. No, no, we're not going to say a word. In case somebody watches. (laughs) But, uh, yes, but thank you so much for doing this. Well, thank you for having me, David. I love you. I love your mom. And of course we all love the games and I hope to see you over the summer. You are one of my favorite people. You too. And, uh, and keep you make Patri- me laugh. Keep Patri- That's what's keep important. Pa- keep Patricia in line, would you? I'll go beat her. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Wednesdays with Wheels with my good friend, Mama Pat Jordan. We had a great time. We hope you did as well. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Hold on one second here. Done.